Welcome back. Joining me now for a detailed market analysis is Jacobus Brink from Navarro. Before we go to the big surprising news of the day, which is that U.S. non-farm payrolls data for January, Jacobus, let's talk Fed first. I mean, uh, they embarked on their eighth consecutive interest rate hike uh, since they started uh, hiking interest rates. Would you say that the tone from the Fed was davish or less hawkish? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting one. There's been some quite some debate on it over the past few days. Um, I actually think it's probably leaning more towards the less hawkish side of things. Um, you know, not quite, I, I can't really say that I really agree with them. Yeah. Um, you know, we've seen um, some of the, the numbers coming out recently, you know, despite the fact that we've seen, you know, certain things like um you know some of the cpi numbers coming coming out a little bit lower um i wouldn't really call it massively disinflationary um the problem is you know on the services side we're still seeing um upticks you know or, or slight slight beats you know it's not it's it's not a case that the fed can really say you know we've we've handled the inflation story you know the market can now start looking out for its all pricing in rate cuts um, and then obviously, you know, the labor market uh, remains a, a massive issue. We saw the numbers coming out this, this afternoon. Um, I read somewhere, one guy <laughs> saying it's as if chat GPT generated those numbers. It was so <laughs> far out of whack from what, what economists were, were expecting. And um, obviously there are some seasonal technicalities in those non-far payroll numbers. Uh, um, so I don't think you can really take it at face value. Okay. But I think the big one to focus on is the unemployment rates. And the unemployment rate is actually at the lowest it's been since 1969. Um, and we all know what preceded or what followed post-1969 um, as far as the inflation story goes. All right. So rocketing U.S. non-farm payrolls, as you said, un unemployment is probably the most significant one at this point, uh, 3.4, falling to 3.4% uh, versus 3.6% that was expected. You said that maybe the Fed could have been less, was maybe, in your view, less hawkish in their commentary this week. And I'm wondering, as much as you talk about that seasonal technicalities in this uh, non-farm print, based on the unemployment uh, that's 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 uh, shrunk. Has it, does it then change some of the optimism that came out of market analysts after the Fed's meeting? Yeah, I think so. You know, I think just the market in general was way too optimistic post the Fed meeting, um, and you know we 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 saw or we're currently still seeing what's happening. Uh, post the release of these these unemployment numbers, you know. So I think, um, yeah, you know, and it, and it's been sort of a, a, a consistent message, or uh, sorry, a consistent theme sort of yeah. for us at least, you know, is that yes, the fact that inflation has started to come down, you could possibly see a Fed not hiking as aggressively. But I think their their <clears throat> real messaging around hasn't really changed that much. You know, they still see um, terminal rates higher where, than where we are now. Um, I've said it a few times on the channel, you know, we've seen from history that um, the Fed has never been able to get a grip on inflation if um, the Fed fund rate hasn't been above the actual consumer price inflation um, mm. rate, you know, so there could still possibly be quite a bit of upside here. Yeah. Um, and with the labor market, you know, remaining strong, so some of the earnings um, numbers coming, uh, or sorry, wage growth numbers at least, um, you know, there's still a lot of pressure on those numbers. And, you know, I think we think that could be sort of the thing that actually 
breaks the, the camel's back at the end of the day. Yeah. All right. So let's go into some company news that came out of the JSC today, starting off with Tungela expanding into Australia with an acquisition there of an Australian coal mine, really trying to get the most out of the uh, coal fundamentals that we've seen, of course, uh, where there's still very strong demand for coal. Um, I don't know. Could, should we expect something like this to to drive up sentiment for the mine? Or at this point, when you look at Tungela, is it just all about where the coal price is? Yeah, I think so. Now they, to some extent, they have sort of indicated in the past, you know, that they will be looking to diversify sort of their, you know, out of, out of South Africa. Um, but, but yeah, you know, I think coal, it's obviously, you know, some people refer to it as a bit of a dinosaur. You know, I think it does, it has taken a lot of slack recently because I'm not really of the opinion that the move to sustainable energy, you know, to just drive everything yeah. can actually be made as, as sort of immediate as you know most people would like it to be you know so i think definitely um do see some value in in this in this deal um you know and like i said they've, they've indicated this in the past um and i think you know coal's still going to be around for a while unfortunately you know we we know that there's obviously you no know, negative effects that it has on the climate um and, and the environment etc um but yeah at this stage you know i I see it as a, it's a fairly good deal, I think. Ah, all right. How are you looking at gold and particularly DRD Gold? They came out with the interim uh, period trading updates saying that headline they expect headline earnings per share to increase by between 2.6% and 17.4%. I actually thought that was quite a big margin. 2.6% and 17.4%. Uh, saying that uh, the volumes decreased because of uh, load shedding. Of course, we know that this is something that's hitting all the miners. Of course, yeah, so, so these issues are not um, uh, uh, just particularly for DRD Gold. They're all across the board. Uh, how are you looking at uh, the fundamentals of uh, DRD Gold right now? Yeah, it's an interesting one. You know, um, the market obviously didn't like it. Um, yeah, I as, as you said, it's it, it's quite an interesting. It's one of the more interesting guidances I've I've seen in a while. Two point six to seventeen point four. Yeah, very interesting. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's an interesting one. You know, so if you sort of break it down um, on the revenue side, I think revenues they expect to be up around six odd percent or yeah. so. Um, you know, the big problem is that the the the, the cash operating costs. I think they're expecting to increase by about 10%. Yeah. And it's interesting you bring that up now, this DRD Gold in particular, because this is quite an interesting thing we're seeing out of a lot of the earnings numbers that have been released globally. Um, you know, a lot of, a few of the companies are still sort of beating on estimates and everything, but if you drill sort of down into it, the operating margins of all of these businesses are starting to, to come under pressure. Mm. So yes, they are growing revenue at 10%, but if you drill through it, they actually, you know, they they cost the good soul or their their operating costs are actually going up by fifteen or twenty percent, you yeah. know. So you can really see that sort of inflationary effect um come through and you know it's exactly the case here as yeah. um so yeah, interesting one. Obviously the market didn't like it, you know, we're not too bullish on it. Um mm. haven't really looked at it for to be yeah. honest for some time. <laughs> um so yeah, interesting one there. Yeah. All right. Well let's get to your stock pick for today, Yugobus. Um, yeah, cool. So sort of further in, in, in that, that, that vein, um, my stock pick for today is actually, uh, Angler Gold. You know, we saw them also releasing results. Um, you know, generally sort of resilient performance, um, increase in production. You know, I think it's a 
very, very nice sort of diversified business. Um, and, you know, the maintenance guidance that they sort of gave is, is also a good thing. You know, nothing has really changed materially since since their, their, their previous group outlook. Um, and, you know, it's currently trading at a Ford PE of about 9.7 times, I think. Is that Anglo-American? Um, Ford, yeah, Anglo-American. Ah, okay. And Ford dividend yield of, um, you know, 4.3%. Obviously, as I mentioned, you know, diversified, um, you know, across a, num- a number of, of, of various um, resources. So yeah, you know, definitely one of our preferred sort of picks in that sector. And, um, you know, I think we, it, it's about 17 odd percent of its size. So, you know, I think it's a good level to get in here. All right. So thank you very much for your time and for your analysis today. Yokobus, uh, much appreciated. Yokobus Brink from Navarro.